You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore that app. I got to be honest, I don't like free agency anymore. <laughs> just, it's not because we're not signing anybody. Um, I, I just, I feel like the Packers are doing that thing that I see every other team doing that I kind of say, haha, this is the sign that you're done now, right? The Vikings have done it. We've seen the Rams do it. The Saints do it. They do these things that, basically say we're in trouble and we need to do things that are somewhat irresponsible, but hey, at least it gets us out of trouble. The example I gave on Twitter yesterday is that it's kind of like when you don't have, let's just say you don't have any money and the car breaks down, what are you going to do? Well, we're going to get a credit card and we're going to put that, you know, $972.14 repair on the credit card. Well, that saved us, but it didn't help us. It's not a good thing. This is what I I just, I really need everybody to understand. Is it good that I didn't lose my car? Is it good that I was able to actually take care of it? Of course, that part is good, but nothing about this situation is good. I wrecked my car and a credit card kept me from losing it and making the situation worse. But it did get worse the second I swiped my card because that bill is now not only on my tab, and again, it's nice that I don't have to pay it all right now because I don't have it. And if I didn't pay it, I'd just be out of money. I'd be out of a car. But what it means is it just I just push the problem back, and the problem gets worse because there's interest on a credit card. When we set up these contracts, they're set up in such a way that it's meant to gradually increase over time. When I when we signed Aaron Rodgers and the the cap hit goes up slowly every year, that's fine because you have some guys leaving and you have the, the salary cap going up. And, the, and we've seen this with the Packers over and over. Generally, when they're not doing the things that they're doing now, you look at it and say, man, we're in a lot of trouble when that time comes. And when the time comes, we're not in much trouble. We don't usually have a lot of money. The Packers never have a lot of money because they spend a lot of money to keep their own guys. But generally, they go into free agency with about $20 million. This year, they came in, what, $20 million over? And when we push money back, that means instead of going into next season in just a little bit of trouble, we go in even more trouble. And then you push it out more, and then you're in even more trouble. And you can only do that so long before you finally got to say, all right, we, we just we got to start acting irresponsibly in regards to cutting players. And that's when you see other teams cutting guys that they shouldn't be cutting, really talented players that still have time left on their contract, but we just can't keep them. The Packers never do that kind of stuff, but at this pace, we're absolutely going to. They seem to not be doing it this year, but by next year, there's almost no doubt because they've put such a heavy burden on the cap next year by pushing everything back. So, And, and the reason I, I say this is because everybody is just celebrating restructures. Everybody's just cheering, yay for a restructure. Restructuring is a necessary evil. If a team didn't have to do it, they would do it exactly zero times. That's how you know it's not a good thing. You never see, for example, the, the Jaguars. They came into the season with like $80 million in cap space. Guess how many restructures they're doing? Zero, because there's no reason to do it. They have the money to pay the guys. 
Why are they going to hurt their salary cap next year just for no reason at all? Nobody is ever going to do that unless they have to. It's not a good thing. It's not a team a healthy team does, right? It's like if you don't have cancer, you don't go in and ask a doctor to just start removing stuff from your body. Is it a good thing to, that we have doctors that can go in and remove cancer when it's there? Of course. But it's not a good thing. That's why nobody goes to the doctor and says, I'd like to be put under the knife, good sir. And it's the same when people talk about restructuring Aaron Rodgers. Like, why won't he do it? He needs to do it. Why won't he do it? Rodgers has no issue with it. A restructure is a good thing for a player. I've said this a thousand times on this podcast, and I go on Twitter, and it's all I see all day long. Yay for restructures. Yay for Zadarius for sacrificing his salary. Shame on Aaron Rodgers for not accepting a restructure to help this football team. I think everybody's stuck on this thing where Tom Brady took a pay cut that saved the team, and everybody thinks that that's what everybody does all the time, and Zadarius just did it, and everybody does it, and that's how you, that's how you fix a team, and that's how you win Super Bowls. No. First, that has nothing to do with restructuring. Now, technically, a pay cut is a restructure, but that's not what we're talking about. And yes, Preston did take a pay cut, and that was technically a restructure, a restructuring, but that wasn't out of the goodness of Preston's heart. He was way, way overpaid. And so his options were to take this pay cut with, with incentives that say you get your $8 million and possibly can make more if you just dominate, or we just cut you outright and you go out into the free market and see what you can get. And Preston's talking to his agent. His agent's like, you're not getting jacked, dude. Take the deal. So it was the best deal he could get was a pay cut. So the Packers actually got lucky that Preston fell off a cliff because he just he was just massively overvalued and nobody was going to pay him that, including the Packers. So he's like, fine, I'll just stay here for a lesser pay. Rodgers just won MVP. He ain't taking a pay cut. And again, here, here is what restructuring means generally. Again, pay cuts are different. What we do is we take a chunk of money today. We give it to you in the form of a bonus because bonuses can be spread out over the length of a contract. So if you have four years on your contract, then I take $20 million. We're obviously talking about like a quarterback or somebody that has a massive amount of money. Taking $20 million, spreading it out over five ye- or four years means five years over the length of the four years. Five, year- five million this year, five million the next year, five million for the next two years after that. But what that actually also means is I wrote you a check for $20 million and you put it in your bank. And a lot of times this money isn't guaranteed. So it's, it's like three benefits. Number one, I'm taking money that you could have lost and I'm giving it to you in a check. Number two, I'm, I'm prepaying you, which is also nice. I mean, maybe you don't care. Maybe you don't want that. But generally speaking, why would you not want a big check? And number three, it makes it harder for me to get rid of you because that's $5 million extra that's guaranteed in the future that we're going to lose. And not only that, next year, if I try to cut you, I don't just lose the $5 million in guarantees. There's the $5 million in guarantees for that year. There's whatever guarantees were already there. And then there's the additional $10 million in the next two years that also are still guaranteed. So if I cut you next year, that's $15 million plus all the other guarantees that were already in there. In other words, I just gave you a massive amount of job security. I can't cut you anytime soon. There is nothing bad about restructuring your contract from a player's standpoint. It's all good. Rodgers is not upset about a restructuring. It would mean that he gets a instant pay raise, and he's not getting cut anytime soon. He's not going to get replaced by Jordan Love. 
In fact, in order to get out of the mess that they'd be creating by restructuring him, they may have to start talking about extensions. There's no reason Rodgers wouldn't accept one. The Packers don't want to do it because the Packers don't want to do it. Because like I just said, teams don't want to restructure anybody. They have to. So they're doing everything they can to move money around so that they don't have to touch Aaron Rodgers' contract. It doesn't help them. It's not a good thing. It's not a healthy thing. It's a necessary thing that's going to help us this year and kill us in the future. So I'm not celebrating any of this. And now we're adding voided years onto contracts, which is we're going to pay money to phantom players that don't exist. Well, that kind of sucks. Well, it's voidable. That means it just goes away, right? No, no, it's not. Avoidable contract doesn't mean here's $10 million on a one-year contract or let's say a five-year contract, but four of them are fake, like the whole Taysom Hill thing. So that would be, you know, $2 million per year, but the last ones don't count. So I'm going to give you $2 million, even though I gave you 10 right? I gave you 10 actually. And then it's two against the cap, and then the last four just magically disappear, and the NFL's like, I don't know, man, seems legit to me. Nope, you got to pay the piper, man. And to be completely honest, I don't, I don't really understand how that works. I mean, I guess I get it because I think it has to be spread evenly. I think that's really the only the only reason for it. Because what happens is in the final year, when we say bye-bye to you, all the money accelerates into this year. So if after one year we cut you, we now owe $8 million. So again, it's, it's just pushing money back is all it is. The voidable year just gets paid the year prior. And I guess the reason you do that is because you don't want it spread evenly. You want it extra heavy at the end. Super duper. So we're going extra crazy now. We're adding voidable years so that it's it's we're even backloading the backloading, right? Usually when you sign an extension, you're you're evenly distributing it, which is a contract that's already heavy. You got a base salary. Let's say that the the cap hit goes from five to ten to fifteen. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, right? And then you add this signing bonus in, and that's five million per year. So it goes from five, ten, fifteen, twenty, and then we, you know, drop this one down. So the last years go fifteen. 2025 because we added five million on top of that but now we're adding voidable years so instead it's like one this year because we took the money and pushed it out but we're not adding five every year we're adding like one every year so instead of five ten fifteen twenty it's one eleven sixteen and then like five hundred at the end that's all voidable years is we're backloading the backloading that's how bad things are getting so please stop celebrating the restructurings And I'm not saying they don't have a plan. I'm not saying they're not going to work their way out of it. But what I'm saying is the salary cap is a hard limit. There is no fake salary cap. It's not a fake thing. It's a very real thing. And as much of a cap wizard as Russ Ball may be, he can't make magic happen. And when the Packers go all in on certain things, these are the consequences. Now, I'll also say that I don't necessarily agree with the way in which they're going about doing it. I shouldn't say, I mean, who cares what I think, right? But I'm just saying, I went through the cap and did my own thing, and I kind of like the way I came out with it <laughs> a little bit more. And they're not done. They got more stuff to do. I'm assuming Devontae's extension is coming, although I'm sure they've been working on it for some time, and the fact that it hasn't happened yet probably tells me that Devontae's sitting there going, nope, more money. And the Packers are like, dude, listen, man, come on. <laughs> and, and, and to be completely fair, some of this stuff maybe they didn't want to do, because they were hoping to get some other stuff done. For example, I don't know that Zadarius's extension wasn't close. Zadarius seemed to think, as I said, Zadarius seemed to think that he was getting an extension. He's talking about Packer for life, Packer for life. Remember I was joking around like, he's wait, like here it comes, and then it didn't happen. And then for some reason they did this weird restructuring, which really, really hurts us next year. 
And everyone's saying, I, I think an, an extension is coming, and it probably is. But the point is, they had to do something kind of reckless and irresponsible in the meantime just to get under. And I think that's because they couldn't come to an agreement on an extension. And so now they got something stupid sitting there, and they're like, well, an extension's coming. I agree that they want an extension. I agree that Zadarius and the Packers want an extension. But if they don't agree, we're just stuck with this garbage contract that really our only option is to cut him. Same thing with Devontae. Of course they're trying to work on an extension. That doesn't mean they're going to work it out. It's no different than when people say, well, we're going to put a tag on him, but we're going to work out an extension so that we're not going to actually pay this tag and we're not going to force him to just play under. We'll figure it out. I agree that you're going to try but it doesn't sound like you're having a lot of success. And with all this other money being pushed around, it may have something to do with the fact that they were really hoping they were going to come to a Devontae extension. Just making this up. But it's possible that they're doing a lot of crazy stuff because they were hoping they wouldn't have to do all these things and they would work out these extensions because Devontae is going to free up a ton of money. We wouldn't have had to do a lot of this crazy stuff. If they could have gotten an extension with Zedaria and an extension with Devontae, we wouldn't be messing around with voidable years on Billy Turner's contract and all this other stuff. We wouldn't have to play with these little dinky dunky things. But here we are. So it it, it makes me uncomfortable. And they, they can still straighten some of this stuff out. If they find that extension with Zadarius, which again, I, I wasn't a fan of that. When I was going through it, I didn't touch Zadarius's contract because I don't know what he's... He's got two more years left on his contract. He's already getting a little bit up in age. I mean, he's he's 29, he's under contract until he's 30. If we add two years onto that, it's going until he's 32. On top of that, he already declined this past year, and it's not as though we can expect two years ago to be the standard because that was the outlier for his contract, for his for his play. So it just feels a little irresponsible. Not I, I, I hate to bring Nick Perry into this, but it was kind of a similar situation. He had one breakout year, we massively overpaid the guy, and he never got back to that ever again. And we got stuck under the weight of his contract. I don't want to do that again with Zadarius. And I hate, again, I hate to call him Nick Perry because he's clearly better than Nick Perry, but it's a similar situation. So I'm not a fan of it. That's why I thought Amos would make a little bit more sense for a few reasons. Number one, Amos is a year younger. He's 28. He's under contract until he's 30. If we gave him a two-year extension, he would be under contract until he's 31. So it's a little bit better. Number two, we're talking about a significant amount less money. If he ends up busting, it's not going to destroy us. The guy's making hardly any money. I mean, in comparison to Zadarius Smith and giving him a contract for life, now it means we get to free up less money, but so what? And on top of that, he's been wildly more consistent than Zadarius. Zadarius has had one elite year, two decent years, and then before that, he was just kind of a non-factor in football. Amos has been an absolute stud for like four years running. He's unbelievably underrated, but I mean, pay the man. But again, whatever. That's that's neither here nor there. That's their decision. They can do as they see fit. So again, we we, we talk about a lot of things that I, there's just a whole lot of assumptions and, and things that are being said that are just not true. Well, obviously we're going to extend Zedarius next year. Maybe if they can, or how about this? If they want to, who's to say, that's the other part of this, the the restructuring. They're handing out job security like candy. Teams don't want to hand out job security. Players love job security. Teams don't want it. And rightly so, because players decline over time. And you don't want to be stuck with a player, especially a player that costs a ton of money who's not performing. That's true for Zadarius. That's true for Aaron Rodgers. That's true for Billy Turner. That's true for all these guys. And all they're doing is just handing out job security, job security, job security. 
It's one thing if you hand out a ton of money that's kind of funny money that you can just cut the guy if things don't pan out. It's another thing if you can't if you can't cut the guy. And so that's why I was saying before, I I don't know that they're going to want to restructure him super quickly. I mean, they're, I, it sounds like they're working on it. So I think they're, they're trying to. Uh, let's just say if it was me, let's give it a year. And, and, and maybe that's a negotiating tactic as well. We're not in a position where we can't cut you. It is a $28 million cap hit, $12 million in dead cap, meaning we would save $15.75 million by cutting you. You can sign an extension and have some more job security and be here, quote unquote, for life, or run the risk that if you don't perform up to a $28 million standard, you're getting cut. Up to you, big guy. But again, even that is not great because you look at it and say, well, then what was the big deal? We can just cut him because it is now a dead cap hit of $12 million. I don't remember what it used to be. I wish there was a way to like go back. You know, does Wayback Machine still work? The answer to that question, by the way, is yes. Um, as of three days ago, Zedarius Smith's 2022 dead cap hit was $5 million. Now, we still save $15 million. The difference is we're losing $5 million compared to $10 million additional dollars. So what it used to be was that his cap hit was $20 million, which is a million dollars less than what it, I guess, was, 21, with a $5 million dead cap hit. Today, it's 28 and 12. So we added $10 million of dead cap. So the point is, if next year, if we end up cutting the guy, we're losing $10 million because of this restructure. Next year, $10 million just poof, gone. And yes, we can extend him, but we still push that money back. So it's still $10 million additional dollars that should have been taken care of by a team that had a healthy cap that is not taken care of that needs to be paid. How much of that 10 stays this year as opposed to being pushed? It doesn't, you know, because it's it's in addition to the new contract. So if we say, okay, Z, we want to give you 17 more million dollars per year for two more years. Okay, that's cool, but that's 17 million dollars plus that 10 million that's still sitting around. Plus all this, whatever pile of money is still sitting there, the extension means all this money. I mean, it's 10 million plus, I mean, it's, just, it's all of it. It's everything that's just sitting here plus what we're giving you. And because it's not a super long thing, it's, you know, we take, it's just, it's, it's a lot. I mean, we, we act like all these things fix everything. Well, an extension fixes all of it. No, it doesn't. Well, why don't we just factor that in? Because this isn't cash. All this money down here is not cash. It's obligations. Does that make sense? These are not monies that we have to, that, that $10 million or $12 million in dead cap, that's not cash that he's getting. So he's sitting there saying, I want cash. So when we give you $17 million per year, that's cash in the bank, assuming that you're playing and assuming that you get all these things, whatever. But, but that cash gets added to our obligations. So the $17 million over two years, plus all our other obligations, we might be able to negotiate down based on the cash that he already has in there. But a lot of this is just obligations. It's not actual physical money. That actual physical money is already in Zedarius's bank account. These are just dead money obligations. These are IOUs to the NFL. We're just racking up IOUs. So again, an extension is even a band-aid. And it only works if we actually really want to keep the guy. And then we're going to end up kind of overpaying for a guy that's clearly declining. So I'm not trying to sound the alarms of panic at all. I am saying a couple things. Number one, we need to stop acting like this is some great thing. It's not a great thing. It's a bad thing. It's a necessary evil. Number two, I guess we're talking about three things. This is a consequence of all in, right? Zedarius, Amos, Turner, Preston, that whole thing. Corey Lindsley's gone because of that. The cap hit 
is a mess because of that. Us not doing anything in free agency is because of that. Us being in cap trouble in the future is because of that. That's what All In does. It gives you an opportunity in a moment, and then it really hurts you in the future. And as you can see, it's not a one-year thing. We can't do anything this year. We can't do anything next year. We might not be able to do anything after that until we start cutting these guys. And so you look back and you, you wonder why Ted Thompson did things the way that he did things, because that's that's why the Packers were able to just coast into every year. We paid massive money to quarterbacks and wide receivers. We paid a ton of money to our own guys. We didn't go out and splurge on other teams' guys. And we were able, because we were really good with the cap, the contracts looked absurd, but we worked it out because we were in complete control of our guys and our money. And yes, COVID played a massive factor in this, but everything always worked out smoothly. It looks like it's going to be crazy, and the next year comes, and the cap goes up, and you re- you know, you know, you cut this guy and move on from this guy, which was always in the plan, and everything just coasts nicely. We don't have a billion dollars to go into free agency because we have a good team and we retain our guys, and, and I understand that's boring. And while we need to be crazy, and then we can win. We went crazy, we didn't win, and now we can't do anything. Why aren't they doing anything at free agency? This is stupid. Look at all these other teams. Right. The other teams aren't paying any money. How can the Patriots pay all these guys? Because their team is garbage and they have a ton of money left over. Because they don't have a $50 billion quarterback and, and they don't, they're not going to pay Devontae and they don't have Zadarius. I mean, we can have a bunch of money too if you want to cut Rodgers and Zadarius and Preston and, and all these other guys we're paying money to. You want to cut them? Then we'll have a bunch of money. That's the trade-off. Garbage team and a bunch of money or a good team and no money. The third thing that I would say is we need to stop doing this. Not to say we can't dabble in free agency, and I'm not saying they may not even do something, depending on if they can actually get some of these things done, like a, a Devontae extension, which may it may not be coming for a long time. A lot of these extensions and things we see happen like during the season. I mean, you know, prior to the regular season, you know, around preseason-y time. It's when Rodgers got his and Kenny got his, and maybe that's when Devontae's going to get his. But that means we're not doing anything with that money now. Again, I, I, I just, I'm just saying this because I'm annoyed by the mentality of what people are saying. And I don't want people to think that this is a positive, right? Just like I don't want people to think, you ever see those people on like Maury or whatever? I remember this a long time ago where they thought it was so great that I can just use a credit card and I just swipe and they just give me stuff. Like, it's amazing. It's like, are you stupid? And seriously, they, they're just like, yeah, I, why wouldn't you use credit cards? Like, I don't have any money, but I can just give them a credit card and they'll give me a big TV. Like, oh no, what are you talking about? Like, I just, I need you to grasp the concept that this is not healthy and this is not good. It's, it's, it's a mechanism you can use when you're in trouble, but it's a mechanism we need to get out of. We need to stop spending. We need to start cutting our expenses and we need to get back into being responsible. That has to happen in the future here. And presumably it will. We're going to see guys like Preston eventually leave, right? We're not going to have as nearly as big of a cap hit. So when he leaves, you know, it's going to free up extra money. Um, you know, Zedarius may be leaving. It's a massive cap hit, but it's also massive saving. Not saying I think that's going to happen. I'm, I'm just, something has to give at some point, right? It's kind of, it's kind of like the mentality with our national debt. Like, it's fine. Like, nothing will happen. We, we can run this up as high as we want. Nothing will ever happen. What are you talking about? Why would you think that, that things don't, like the, the salary cap doesn't exist, debt doesn't exist, I can spend on a credit card, we can do whatever we want, and there's no consequences in life. Like, oh my goodness, we are in trouble. We are in so much trouble. Again, they're fine. Just have the right perspective. This is an unhealthy thing to do. We're going down the path that the Vikings and a lot of other teams have done, the Bears, the Saints, 
and you see the re- the results of it. And 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 the thing is, they'll they'll continue it on for years. I'll I'll look at the Vikings from many many years ago and say you guys are doomed because of what you're doing. And they'll keep kicking the can down the road for three, four, five years until right around now where things are starting to get ugly. They don't really have much money, and they're still trying to come out with these contracts, and their things are convoluted. They're losing young linebackers that they should be using to replace guys because they refuse to let go of their linebackers that are old and crusty, and they don't have money to keep the young guys. So they're they're moving on from the young guys that should be replacing the old guys. Just just weird stuff that shouldn't happen when you're when you have a healthy team and a healthy cap, right? Draft and develop. That's what football is. Draft and develop. And I know that's boring to you. Drafting is boring. Signing your own guys is boring. You need to be flashy. You got to get out there and just just go get the big dogs. That's how you win. Except it's not. Tampa Bay certainly seemed to look that way, right? They they won with a bunch of guys that they didn't draft. And Dominican Sue and Tom Brady and Shaquille Barrett and uh, uh, Mr. Three Fingers. I mean, none of those guys were Buccaneers. Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette. It's just a mishmash of, of cast-offs from other teams. Fair enough. How about the year before that? The Chiefs did not win because of anything to do with free agency. It had to do with a a burst of great drafts by John Dorsey, all culminating around a great draft of a of just the perfect quarterback. The Patriots did not win because of free agency. Saying that they did is silly. They did a lot in free agency. They got these little rinky-dink, like they'll go out and get a running back for $3 million, and that running back would produce, or a linebacker or something. They did not win because of free agency. That's ridiculous. That was a supplement. The core of their team is the guys that they drafted. Their offensive line, obviously their quarterback, Gronk, whatever. I'm sorry, but draft and develop is the way that it's done. And yes, free agency can be a big part of that, but you don't want to be reckless. Actions have consequences, every single one of them. We're now reaping the consequences. And it's okay. We're going to be fine. The Packers are still one of the best teams in football. No question about it. Just so long as we understand what's actually going on. They made a bad situation this year, even worse next year, just to get out, just so we can get through this bad situation now. And you can only kick the can down the road so many times before the thing just blows up. And to be honest, this is putting a massive target on Aaron Rodgers' back. If that guy slips up even for a second, and I know everyone's, oh, stop it, they're not going to... Listen, they could easily restructure Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers would say yes, and they'd be good with it, and they'd move on. It's a very easy thing to do. He gets additional contract uh, security. He's not going to be replaced anytime soon. Packers free up a ton of money, and it's not even going to kill him. I, I went through his contract. Tell you what, let's uh, let's pick up on this on the other side, because I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers a little bit. Just two things, this and then the whole he needs to take a pay cut thing. But first of all, thank you very much to Quinton. He was already a patron, but decided he was tired of this dollar a month stuff. He wanted to do it for the year, which is an option, by the way. If you don't like those monthly bills, like I don't like those monthly bills, you can just pay up for the year. It's like 10 bucks and you've got uh, an entire, because there's a discount. So it's $10 for a dollar a year or a dollar a month or whatever. Um, And also thank you to Henry Meyer for jumping in on the Patreons. I appreciate you guys. Why don't we take a break? We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, 
kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. All right, picking up where we left off now. It, I mean, it. I don't want to say that the writing's necessarily on the wall, but I, 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 why wouldn't you restructure Aaron Rodgers? Well, because they don't want to push too much money out. All right, I get that. This would be the ideal situation because what I had said before is you just uh, restructure them twice. I forgot about the voidable years. That actually makes more sense. This would be a fantastic situation in which you can restructure them and add voidable years. The reason I'm saying that is because 2022 is actually a sizable cap hit, right? It's a big chunk of money. It's 2023 in which there's basically no dead money. There's no cap hit or whatever. So there's $37.5 million owed this year. There's $39.8 million next year, which sucks. There's also a massive out because his dead cap hit is only $17 million. So we would save $25.5 million if we decide to move on next year. After that, his cap hit is only 28.3 with a dead cap hit of 2.8. Sorry, it's I was looking at the wrong numbers. It's $22 million or something. It actually is it, does, it actually does work out about that. So it's around 25 million. I don't even need to adjust it. It's it's not quite that, but I'm not doing the math. That was just a strange coincidence. If you add voidable years, it kind of just stacks that money on the back end. Again, only 28 million. 28 million is nothing for a quarterback, especially when we're talking about two major cap increases. Now, 2022 is still a problem with probably spending too much money. But if we want to just take some of the money now that we're spending too much and just pack it on to the 2023 season, you just add a bunch of voidable years. For example, let's just say we took his base salary and we added it over, let's say, five years. So he's got $15 million. I don't know. I don't think you can even do this, but I don't think you can take it down to zero. But let's just say we can for the sake of, of illustrating what I'm talking about. So $15 million over five years, but he's only got two years left on his contract. Are you talking about extension? No, we're talking about the magical voidable year. So that would be two years plus three voidable years. So that would be $3 million over five years. Now, the biggest issue would be adding $3 million to 2022, because now we're talking about $42.8 million, $43 million, basically, which is insane. But whatever, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, I guess. But we're essentially adding $9 million to 2023, right? It just, it, it, it just kicks the can down the road. It kind of makes 2023, 2021, and 2021, 2023, they kind of just swap, swap places. We're saving $15 million, well, minus the three, so $12 million this year, which drops us down to $25 million cap hit, which in 2023, it's 28, right? So suddenly this becomes the good year. 2023 becomes the bad year. But it's easier to stomach the additional $9 million, making it 37 in 2023 than it is in 2021, because that's what it is right now. It's 37. So it kind of makes sense. The only reason I can see why we just don't want to touch this is maybe we don't want to stick around with them i don't know i i, I don't know we get, they've been kind of dancing around this thing 
And I, you know, I get, no, no, he won MVP. He's not going, yeah, 100% he's not going anywhere this year. But what's to say that they're not just kind of riding it out on a year-to-year basis because they know at some point it just isn't going to work out. And maybe there's a year in which Jordan Love really blows up. I mean, that's kind of what happened with Brett, right? Aaron Rodgers was not a good football player when he showed up. He just wasn't. He was kind of trash. But they knew, they could see something in him that this guy's kind of special, right? But as far as like putting it all together, it wasn't quite there yet. And Brett was still Brett. He's not what Aaron Rodgers is. He's not winning MVPs and all that. But he's, I mean, the, the gap between Brett Favre and this dude is like, give me a break. But you kind of just wait to the point in which Brett is just not really doing it anymore. And you look at Aaron Rodgers and it's like, dude, this guy is freaking good. If it never happens, it never happens. Maybe Jordan Love is always trash and Aaron Rodgers is always great. Fine. Then that's what it is. But on the off chance that Aaron Rodgers does slowly regress or go back to what he was or whatever, and or Jordan Love really, really figures it out, and they're kind of in that Aaron Rodgers situation where they look at this Jordan Love guy and they're like, dude, this guy is unbelievable. Guess what? We can clear up $25 million in cap. And then in 2023, we free up 28 because the whole thing is just gone because whatever was left over went into uh, 2022. And in 2023, we don't owe him anything. We don't, we have, we own nothing. Now, is that likely? Not really. But I'm just, again, it's just about security. It's just about, I don't want to have to lock into something on the off chance. I mean, this could just be injury related. Maybe, maybe we don't have to get dramatic and say, maybe he's just going to suck and Jordan Love's going to be a god. Maybe he just gets hurt. Like career-ending hurt. Who knows? I mean, it, 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 it doesn't have to be a definitive thing for us to say, let's protect against it. The point is they want to keep their options open. Just in case. Never know. I know people are freaking out right now. Everybody shut off the podcast. How dare you not assume Aaron Rodgers is going to be an elite number one quarterback for the next 15 years? I know. I, I'm, I'm so sorry. I apologize. Aaron Rodgers is and always will be the greatest of all time. Got it. Sorry. I'm just saying it doesn't mean nothing that they have not restructured Aaron Rodgers. It's, a, it's such a simple thing to do as long as you don't mind him sticking around the next two years. Can you stomach him for two years? Because then a restructure makes a ton of sense. And the Packers are like, nah, let's, let's, let's mess with everybody else's contract. I don't want to touch Rodgers' contract. W- w- why? I'm just saying there's always this weird thing that's lingering there. I'm not the one doing this thing. I didn't draft Jordan Love. I'm not refusing to extend his contract. I'm just saying this is weird. I'm saying that there are certain signs that keep pointing in one direction, and I'm just telling you that that exists. You can get mad at me if you want. You can also add in the fact that generally new GMs and coaches like their, their own guys. They didn't draft and pick Aaron Rodgers. They drafted and picked Jordan Love. And I'm saying they wouldn't be heartbroken if Jordan Love took over and is uh, Brian Gutekunst's legacy. I don't think Gutekunst would cry about that. He wants to give his guy the opportunity to step in if, he, if he's ready for it. That's all it means. And again, maybe it never comes. But if the time comes and he's ready to take the reins, he wants to leave that door open for the guy that he drafted in the first round. Again, this isn't anything we need to rip our hair out about today. I'm just saying. And again, for the billionth time, they're not begging Aaron Rodgers to restructure his contract. And he's saying no, because we're not talking about a pay cut. Restructuring doesn't mean pay cut. It means I'm going to give you a big pile of money today and I'm going to put our team in massive debt going forward. Also, we're giving you additional job security. None of that is bad for the player. As far as the team, it's good for today and bad for tomorrow. This is not a favor being granted. Now, a pay cut could be a favor, but that, that's such an unprecedented thing that I wish I could go back and see what, what exactly Tom Brady did. Because the way everybody's stupid with numbers, even I'm, I'm looking at this thing here where they're talking about why you'd want voidable years, and, and wh- their first bullet point is who wants to pay their bills on time if they don't have to. What a stupid thing to say. 
You're not going to pay your bills on time if you don't have to. These are the kind of people I want to take advice from and, and understand what Tom Brady... Absolutely not. I want to pay my bills on time if I, if I don't have to. That's who. Guess how much debt I have in the car I just bought? Zero dollars. You know why? Because I hate debt. I don't want to bill every single month for the rest of my life. I hate that. Get it out of my face. I'm not doing that. I refuse. I put nothing on a credit card. I don't have one. I have one. I've used it once because, you you know, apparently you're supposed to. I don't know. And then I almost forgot to pay it. <laughs> so now I don't use it because I'm freaked out that I'm going to forget. I hate it. I hate I hate bills. I hate bills. When I get a paycheck, I want it all to be mine. And everything that gets taken out of it makes me furious. All my bills, all the taxes, all the rent, the utilities, all that stuff sucks. And I'm not going to keep adding on to that. And so when that's the mentality, I don't trust any of these people that have that mentality to tell me what's going on with money. That are going to tell me that voidable years are a good thing because who wants to pay their bills? Responsible people want to pay their bills. Ted Thompson wanted to pay his bills. Pay it all now so that we're in better shape next year. Take as much of a hit today as I possibly can so that we're as healthy as possible going forward. That is a healthy mentality to have with money in football and in general. Because you don't know what the future holds. Maybe you lose your job tomorrow. How are you going to feel about all this massive debt that you now can't afford? Same is true for football teams. What happens when coronavirus hits? Well, now we're all doomed because I pushed all this money out. But again, the, the idea that Aaron Rodgers should take some kind of a pay cut is silly. And I, and I think what Tom Brady did is a little bit overstated. A lot of the things that people are talking about are contract restructures. He did he did take cuts, apparently, or at least not sign massive contracts. Everyone's expecting him to get the next biggest contract, and he signed like a modest contract. Again, I, it's hard to see it all laid out. I've tried. I can't really find exactly what happened. I think some of it is nonsense. Even I even found an article talking about how he lost about $60 million and they added in restructuring. So it's like, I don't, I, I really want to see your math because I'm a little bit iffy on it. But yes, it, it is true. And I, and I can't disagree with Tom when he says, listen, my wife makes a ton of money. I've made a ton of money. My biggest thing is I want to win. If, if you're coming to me saying, hey, if you don't take the highest contract or whatever, we'll go out and get you a wide receiver. And he's like, sounds good. I, I get that as a strategy. But again, it's not really a gift. Tom Brady's getting what he wants and what he wants more than money is to win. Now, we might want Aaron Rodgers to have that mentality, to say, you know what, I'm already rich, take my money down to a dollar, and go out and get a billion players, and let's just win a Super Bowl. But I can't sit here and tell him what to do with his money, and I don't think you should either. He earned that money. He's worth every single penny of that. Every single penny. For the exact reason you're mad at me for saying that he may, we may move on from him is the exact reason why he's earned that money. He has no obligation to any single one of us to give up his own money as a donation, which, by the way, he does give away a lot of his money to charitable causes, to give up that money to the Green Bay Packers. Now, again, if he wanted to as a strategy, I, I, it's, it's a viable, it really is. It's a viable strategy to say, you know what, I'm sucking up so much cap, you guys can't do anything. Again, I went over it. He's, he's taken up more of this cap than almost any quarterback in history has ever taken up. I don't, I don't feel like redoing the math, but I, I, I think it was something like he's taken up almost 20% and Brett Favre at his peak took up like 10% of the cap. It's an absurd amount of money that he's taking from the team. But the team did it. Aaron Rodgers didn't do it. He just signed on the dotted line. The team made these decisions. The team structured it the way that they structured it. The Green Bay Packers did this, not Aaron Rodgers. It's not Aaron Rodgers' fault. And to say that he should agree to it because it's a good deal, but then also say, never mind, this is too much, I should go back, that's silly. I mean, that, could you imagine, let's say you're, you're at your job, right? And somebody comes up to you and they're like, look, I'm starting up a, uh, a business that's a competitor, right? You're a painter or whatever. You're a really good painter and I'm starting a painting company and you're a top-of-the-line painter. You're making like 
you know, 20 bucks an hour. I'll pay you 30 bucks an hour to come work for me. Like, are you serious? Like, yeah, dude, you're, you're, you're so good. I'm going to give you $30 an hour to come, come work for me. And then you go over there and you're like, all right, I, I can't turn it down. Look, Jim, I'm sorry. Here's my two weeks. I got to go. He's offering me 10 bucks an hour more. I mean, if you can match it. And he's like, I can't match that. Go have, uh, go, go in peace, my son. I'll, I'll find a replacement. It's just painting. It's not a big deal. You're like, all right, cool. And you go over there. And then the, the guy every day shows up. He's like, I can't feed my children. And I, I just, I'm struggling financially. And the, the burden of paying you $30 an hour is just too much. And you're moaning and groaning every single day. And it's as though you're under some obligation to give back some of your money to take a pay cut. Listen, I, I gave up my job over there. The only reason I'm here is because you said $30 an hour. And now I'm supposed to what? Just give that back? I mean, if you want to fire me, fire me, but this is stupid. We had an agreement. You said that this was okay. It's not my responsibility to figure out your finances because you're not smart enough to figure out that you can't afford $30 an hour to pay me. How is that my fault? You're kind of screwing us both here. You're hurting your own family. You're hurting your own business. And you just hurt me because I gave up a good job to come here. And now you're saying you can't pay me. If Aaron Rodgers, out of the goodness of his heart, just took... $10 $10 million in his backyard and lit it on fire, that would be nice for the Packers. I mean, not literally, but that's essentially from his standpoint, that's what he's doing. Just saying, just take this money. I don't want it. That would be nice, but it's 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 unrealistic and it's unfair. It really is, is unfair for people to say he, that we should demand a pay cut from Aaron Rodgers. No, that's not right. Now, if you want to say that, hey, if you were more competitive, you'd give back the money. Well, okay, but again, they had an agreement. I mean, why should Aaron Rodgers have to coddle the Packers? right? You came to me and said, we can afford this. Here's how much we respect you and, and we want to keep you. And you're like, that's a great deal. That works for me. I'm, I'm happy to stay here for that amount of money. And now he has to be the adult to stand there and say, listen, um, you guys were stupid to give me that contract. And although I've earned it and couldn't have gotten that somewhere else from a more responsible team that maybe could afford me, um, I'm going to go ahead and take the burden on myself to give away all my money so that we're not in this predicament. That's a silly thing to do. And yes, kudos to Tom Brady who not only was making billions of dollars, but his wife made billions more for saying, you know what, I'll take like a $10 million pay cut here, um, $10 million less than I could be making so that we can stay competitive. And, and, and they did a great job because of it. And if you want to say that that's Aaron Rodgers caring more about money than competing, fine. But again, they have an agreement in place that there's sort of a, an understanding in there that the Packers can afford this when you sign it. Aaron Rodgers isn't going over the Packers' financials to see how much, you know, how much of the cap am I eating up and how, how, how responsible is this? That's not his job. His job is with his agent to go over it and say, this is how much I want, and the Packers say, okay, I'll give you this much, and they look at it and they go, yep, sounds good, and they sign it, and he goes about his business. He's not in the business of figuring out how to make the Packers competitive. That's not his job. Just like when Aaron Rodgers says, I want this or that free agent or I want this or that guy signed, and the Packers say, stick it because you're not in charge. Go be a quarterback that throws footballs. Leave me to do my job. Fine. So if the Packers come back and say, hey, I want you to take a pay cut, he says, you know what? That's your job to be competitive, not mine. Stick it. You set the contracts. You decide who stays and who leaves and who comes and all these things. Not me. Fine. You do your job. I'll do my job. My job is to throw footballs and get paid. Your job is to figure out how to be competitive. It's not a fair request, and nobody does that outside of maybe Tom Brady. And again, I don't know the details. I don't know if he ever came out and was like, here, let's let's go out and have a ritualistic burning of my my money out in the backyard so that we can go out and sign a free. And what would that do? If he burned $10 million, what would that do for the Packers? What are we, like $2 million over the cap right now? So that would put us at 12. We need 10 to re-sign our draft picks. What is that going to do for us? 
And, and by the way, as a caveat, we may still be restructuring Aaron Rodgers at some point because we still need a good amount of money. And again, I don't think it's because they want to. I think that they they want to come to an agreement with Devontae, possibly with Zadarius, maybe with some other guys. I don't know. But if that doesn't happen, we still need more money, and they got to find it somewhere. And it may just have to come from Aaron Rodgers. So if they come to this restructuring of Aaron Rodgers' contract, I don't want people storming, oh, what now, smart guy? Again, they don't want to restructure anybody. They didn't want to restructure Billy Turner. They didn't want to restructure Zadarius Smith. They had to. If they restructure anybody else, it's because they have to. And by the way, they literally don't need his permission. So it's not about, you know, we got to come to an agreement on how we do it. Aaron Rodgers has no negotiating power over that whatsoever. The Packers can go in, change his contract structure anytime they want, and they don't need Aaron Rodgers to sign off on it. Just give him a phone call just saying, hey, just letting you know, uh, we're cutting you a check. We're restructuring your contract. Enjoy your scuba diving. Bye. Click. He does not have to sign off on it. He does not have to agree. The Packers don't need his permission. They can do it whenever they want. But again, I mean, how much of a pay cut is he going to take and what are we going to do with that money? I mean, what's he going to do? Free up $30 million so that we have extra money to go out and get who? To get two guys? Are we going to win a Super Bowl if we sign two guys? I mean, first of all, there's not even $30 million to free up. That doesn't even exist. Because again, there's, there's obligations and then there's cash. We can light his cash on fire, but we can't burn the obligations. Aaron Rodgers can't do anything about that. The obligations are money that Aaron Rodgers has already spent. And the NFL is saying, you guys owe it. Aaron Rodgers has no power to come in and say, oh, never mind, they don't owe that. Yes, they do, because they owe it to the NFL. They don't owe it to Aaron Rodgers. That money's been paid. So a lot of this money is just, it's just debt. You can't burn it. You can't get rid of it. It's already been spent. You cannot make it go away. Aaron Rodgers cannot reduce below the obligations. Can't do it. Not possible. The money's gone already. It's already spent. You have to pay it. It's just a matter of how much cash is still sitting out there that can be cut. According to this, there's... Uh, about $23 million in actual cash being paid to Aaron Rodgers. And the next two years, it's $25 million in cash. So if he just takes no more money for the rest of his entire career, you're done, you've made all your money, and you got to pay, uh, play three more years with, without earning a single dollar, he's going to save the Packers $23 million this year, $25 million, and then $25 million. That's it. We're $40 million in the hole next year. He can't even get us out of the hole. And by the way, we still would be $17.2 million owed to Aaron Rodgers, even though he burned his entire salary. We still owe $17 million because of money we've already paid to Aaron Rodgers. Does that make sense? So there's only so much the guy can do. So we're, what we're asking him to do is massive, and the return we get is minimal. It's wildly unfair to ask him to do that. Because again, he's earned it, and it's his money, and he has absolutely no obligation to give charity back to a multi-billion dollar organization. Anyways, that's all I got to say about that. There were some other things that happened um, as far as minor moves. Boyle went to the Lions and Jamal went to the Lions. And little this, little that. Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow depending on how much time we have. I do not have time today. Um, as far as will the Packers do something in free, it's still possible. I, I, we're, I still want to know where we're at when the dust settles as far as the cap. So I'm, my head is spinning so much right now with where everything is. I know Ken's got a, a decent... Uh, grasp on what he believes things are. I don't know if everything is official or, or how what's all going on with everything. But again, I want the dust to settle a little bit before we can even reassess where to go from here. But as of right now, we don't have, I mean, we don't even have enough money to re-sign the draft picks. So we, we've got we've to free up some additional money somewhere. Again, could be Aaron Rodgers. I'm hoping it's a Devontae extension because that's something that's going to happen anyways. And it's going to free up um, money organically. That's a natural function that's going to happen. Um, obviously the more you backload it, the more it hurts you. But ge again, generally you do that in such a way that it, it won't kill you, right? That's, that's a basic function 
that's a normal organic way to save money that isn't just debt for the sake of debt so i'm i'm hoping but but again if that doesn't happen they're going to have to do something else and um i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens but i got to get going you folks have yourselves a fantastic thursday i will talk to you tomorrow have a good one bye bye